Hello and welcome to the Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about tough topics with our kids and teens. So we're going to talk about that today. You know what? I always share with you guys the age gap that I have in my home and I have a preteen and a teen and I also have my twin seven-year-olds and you get to a point where as a mom, they come to you and they have these questions that they want to ask you about things that are going on within what they notice at school or in the news, or sometimes just questions with their mood and their body. So we're going to talk about those tough topics in talking to our children and our teens today. So let's join in on today's topic. So when we're talking about tackling tough topics with our teens and our kids, and I throw the kids in there too, the only reason why, because I've noticed that Children are more exposed to things now. Those who have cell phones and they have internet access to check out different things that are going on within the world right now. So they are coming to us at a younger age as what we would come to our parents, let's say as teens. I'm seeing that there are children who are fourth graders, you know, third graders, it all you know, depends on the children and how inquisitive their minds are at the time. So I know for a child, I think about it now for my mom, I asked a lot of questions. I asked a lot of questions and she always handled it with grace. And for whatever reason, I don't know that she makes some stuff up, but my mom always had an answer. No matter how stressed she was, She always had an answer and she always had time for me. So it made me think about how can I better address that with my children? And let's be honest, we have more distractions now, you know, than those of us who were 80s or 70s babies, even 90s babies, okay, the early 90s babies. So, you know, you're on your cell phone, you're swiping, you're trying to create content, mom bloggers, you're working, you got all these different things going on, then your children have these questions. They have questions about what's going on with the world right now. They have questions with their bodies. They have questions about things happening at school or questions when it comes down to handling relationships with friends. And some of us, you know, have teens who have boyfriends (laughs) and things like that. So, and being a mother and also a teacher and a mentor, uh, for those of you guys who follow me, I have a mentoring program. You can check it out on my Facebook page and it's called Diva. Not what you're thinking with being sassy, but it's daughters inspiring virtuous attributes and having in a middle school setting for the last two years, definitely a lot of questions came when it came to bullying, dating, friendships. I know I wasn't ready for the dating. I thought that was going to be for high school, but no, they have these questions now. And the reason why some of them pulled on very heavily and kind of threw out some very deep topics that would sometimes change the whole direction of the meeting or we'll have like okay as advisors now this is serious you know this is not like a fluff type of discussion and the reason why we talked about those things we gave them just an open platform to discuss things but sometimes it will become so heavy because the children or these teens they were not allowed to really express themselves at home because it was like a closed door and I remember in one discussion with something pretty heavy I was like okay wow I want to make sure that I connect with my children so that as a parent I'm not getting secondhand 
what's going on within their mind and in their spirit, especially when it's dealing with mental health or self-harm or how they even feel about me as a mother. So when it comes down to those tough topics that we need to kind of tackle now with our kids and our teens, and some of us, we are the loving aunties, (laughs) you know, and mentors for other children who are a part of our lives that we love too. So we're going to talk about that today in these tough topics. So right now we're in tough times. So, you know, the topics are coming up with what's going on with summer of 2020, 2020 hit us with a bang. So it definitely did. So for children and for teens, the biggest basketball star there was who looked like the epitome of health and success died tragically. Let's start that. That was in June, not June. That was in January. Then we had out the blue COVID-19 that just comes up. Maybe, you know, conspiracy theories and people, you know, it could have been around longer than that. But for the world and for teams, it came about, let's say, March. And then, bam, now we're dealing with some other major topics with social issues in the news with the death of many African-Americans with three during COVID-19 and children who were normally going to school until June or after Memorial Day, you got to think about it. Everything changed from their having their little ceremonies that they will have at school, from having a traditional graduation, to just seeing their friends every day and understand that not everybody has a cell phone. Not every child has a cell phone. And I actually understand that. I kind of debate going back and forth with that myself as a mom with my children having cell phones. Only the the, the teen and the preteen, definitely not my seven-year-olds. But, you know, they're not having the access to what they normally have. I have a son who is a straight athlete who, you know, life changed with being told that his season would not happen. So... Our children are dealing with so many different things with emotions right now. And that's not even counting social media with the likes and self-acceptance and self-acceptance and confidence that they have to deal with. So they have some tough topics that they have puberty, <laughs> what's going on with their bodies, definitely some things that are tough. And as a parent, you know, no one's really telling you how to kind of do this, <laughs> you know, and you don't kind of want to figure it out as you go. So Definitely want to talk about it because for some of us, we didn't have that open door for ourselves with our parents and those who raised us. So we're going to talk about how we're going to tackle some topics. I have some tips for you and I definitely want you all to keep an open conversation with your children. Again, we don't want to be secondhand. And if we do have to be secondhand, if there was a tough topic that they need to discuss, we want to be ready. So that when they do bring the information to us, that we won't be second again and too, we'll know how to address it when they come to us. So let's talk about some tips on tackling tough topics with our kids. So in tackling today's topic, I had to say that since we're talking about tackling and sometimes when you're talking about tackling, all I can think about is football. So pretend in your mind that I have like these black stripes on my cheeks, like we're ready to go, because sometimes I feel that way when my teenage son and I have two others (laughs) my teenage son definitely but my seven-year-old actually 
she kind of throws in some questions and I'm like, okay, let me, <laughs> let me get ready. So I put my black paint on my face. I'm like, all right, and let's go. So when we're talking to our children and we are tackling tough topics that they want to discuss, first, we have to kind of be on alert with, you know, with just being aware of what's going on. When I say alert, I don't want you to think what I'm talking about. Like have like, Oh, you know, <laughs> like bring it down, mama, not saying that, but this is one of the points I definitely want to say. Point one is be on the lookout for mood behavior changes or appearance changes. Sometimes our children don't say anything. They show it within their emotions. They kind of show and act out in their behavior or they may do so within their appearance. If you see your child and they're always, you know, kind of like rainbow, living their best life, <laughs> the rainbow fairy life. And then next thing you know, you see your children starting to wear all black. You get what I'm saying? And we all know about that as I would say 80s babies growing up in the 90s with the golf look. But if you know you don't have that type of child and black wearing black all the time is not their thing. Pay attention to that. Mood swings. Definitely pay attention to that. If you have a child who went from being, you know, kind of perky and happy to being very cold and distant, or notice this too. If you had a, if you have a child that's pretty much temperament is kind of even tempered but then you see them acting very super perky and super everything you know and it's not quite natural definitely pay attention to those behavior changes and this can happen within our teens or elementary kids and middle school students so you know all that pay attention to and I mentioned you know grades and age because based upon where a child is within their grade sometimes that maturity level comes to with some of the things they're exposed to so definitely before the conversation even starts, just be on the lookout, all right? Next is open the door with open-ended dialogue. So if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say fine. That just close the door. But if you, you know, have an open-ended question, you know, hey, what you guys did today at school and what did you enjoy about it? You kind of have an open dialogue or, you know, when it comes to, Oh gosh, puberty, having a daughter who experienced her body changes at a very early age. That was me too. And I was like, okay, I don't want my daughter to feel the way I felt because I started early. I was nine years old and starting menstruation so young and similar to my daughter, you know, I wanted to be prepared for her. So one of the things we did prior to that now I have to do another podcast or show on talking about puberty when she was about eight years old we went to a mother and daughter event that focused on body changes and it had a a nurse there it was friendly it had food all the girls dressed up real nice and the mothers we gave our daughters each a gift and representation of them growing into a big girl as a part of the conference and it was like a little beautiful ceremony in exchange between the mothers and the daughters. So definitely be on the lookout of when it comes to events that could maybe help you guys with the dialogue. So after we attended that event, she had questions about, you know, pubic hair and different things like that. My son too, my son had different questions. He was more like, man, I'm getting hair in my arms. Like he was very excited. My daughter, 
is more, it's more, I want to say subdued, but she's more, you know, easygoing tempered where you may have to kind of ask her what's going on. But we could all see that she was getting the little bumps. <laughs> so it was something to talk about. So don't do like a shame. Oh my gosh. Growing up, I had two aunts that I remember when it came down to my body changing, they would like kind of mock me about my breast size and hair and they, and they would do it like open in the living room. Cause my grandmother's home was the center of everybody going to every day and the living room was the spot. So it was kind of like, Ooh, what size bra are you wearing now? Oh goodness. They getting big. Aren't they? So you don't want to shame a child. So open the dialogue and making them feel comfortable and have open-ended questions. And there are ways you can look online and there are tons of ways we can ask our children how their day, you know, was or how they're doing without the usual questions, you know, the generic questions. So have, make sure you have that open-ended dialogue and open the door. Next, be yourself. Kids are perfect when it comes down to reading energy they really are so when it comes to having a conversation with them and tackling tough topics please do not like overnight become ayana fixed your life or <laughs> you know calm down mama don't do that and you don't have to you know be somebody you're not so if you know that you are if you are sweet and sassy they know you're sweet and sassy so if I come to my children and I'm you know in a voice and a tone that's not normal and it's not my regular self they're going to pick that up all right so definitely don't do that sometimes people do that with children as a way of feeling like if I talk like this it's going to work so when you're talking about things again major tough topics that they have going on you don't have to come at them as a news reporter. And then you also don't have to come at them like an episode of Sesame Street. All right. Just be yourself and talk to them and be honest. Next is allow them to talk. This is very important. All right. We got to this point. They're, they're actually coming to us. They want to talk to us. But we're like controlling the whole conversation. And it's like our children can't get a word in because we're talking about everything that happened in 1997 with us. Allow them to talk. So if you have a child who's a teen and they're watching the news, they're watching what's going on with social media right now. Again, there are protests right now that's going on because I try to keep the podcast up to date. So, you know, it's June, 2020, a lot is going on. All right. So again, we're talking about COVID. We're talking about protests against uh, police brutality and different things like that. So your children are going to have a lot of questions or they want to not even have questions. They may just want to talk. They just want to talk. So if you see that they want to talk, listen, <laughs> listen and allow them to express what they're saying. And then after they talk, then we can kind of say some things too. And we can, you know, bring the conversation in, but first we have to allow them to talk by listening. All right. Be a listening ear. And if they need space, this is my next point. Give them a little space if needed. So we've noticed that point one, they have the mood swings or the behavior changes or the change within appearance. You're seeing your children wearing or your teen wearing shirts with uh, political topics and things on the front. You know, like, where did you get that shirt from? <laughs> so if they need a little space, not too long. I'm not talking about giving them space for two weeks or longer, but if they need a couple of hours or a day, I would not give it no more than 24 hours. Personally, for me, I would tackle it in that day. But if they need, mm, you know, some some children, like I say, 
they're everybody's different so you know your children but i definitely wouldn't prolong it beyond 48 hours i would tackle it now because you never know what could happen within their mind or again when our children talk on these social media uh platforms and outlets they have dms through messenger and stuff and you don't know who they're talking to or you think and sometimes they can have a mock account it's so complicated when it's talking about social media with that being said I would not give anything. I don't even think 48 hours. You guys tell me 24, 48, 48 hours. Definitely send me a message when it comes down to that to tell me your thoughts on that. I just know I wouldn't give it no more than that particular time. And for me personally, I'm going to tackle it within that day. But for those of you guys who need an extra day to kind of get yourself together, I'll give you that. But if you see that they're dealing with a lot of those heavy emotions, because I was watching the news last night. And I just started to come in tears. I didn't know what to say. So I reached out to some friends and we've been kind of sharing how heavy the news has been. And some of our children may live in these same areas that people are rioting in. So they see what's going on. And I saw this video and it just stands with me. And it was this young man, 16 years old. And he was, I think he was in Atlanta. And it was very rough down there with the riots and again just there don't know why and it was this other guy that was like older guy that could probably be his dad that was like really boosting him up and this guy i don't know was he a minister i don't know what he was but he came to this guy this young man 16 year old because he and the reason i know the age because he mentioned it and he was really talking to him about this is not you like after all this stuff is over with you know your life gone you're in jail over something and the way he was and the other guy was like really boosting him up like what we're we going to do we need to do something we got to show something he was like look i don't know what we need to do but this is not it and he doesn't need to be here and you could see that this guy for the first time this young man was really receiving this energy because i honestly don't think he received that guidance before so he needed an outlet but at the same time, he needed to have that moment just to process what's going on. So it's okay if they get that little space. And the, the, the young guy, he didn't do much talking. He just sat there. And space could be sometimes time alone or sometimes that space could be just allowing them just to have that moment of quietness. And they listening to you because sometimes they just want to listen to us. And I understand that. So let's go on soon to... The next points when it comes down to tackling tough topics with our kids. So now we're on part two on tackling those tough topics on conversations that we'll share with our children. And my next point I wanted to share with you all, because as I mentioned previously in part one, that when I was watching the news with some of the recent events that I myself found my Feelings getting a little emotional with tears. And my next point is talking about that. Make sure you control your emotions. So when there is something going on, I don't know, is it motherhood or what? Because I wouldn't call myself a crybaby, but I can say this for 14 years, maybe because that's when I started my journey as a mom. I have become a little bit more sensitive with those little waterworks coming out. And sometimes I have to like, you know, not look, not look to the, you know, a certain way direct. If I see them doing something precious, I'm like, that's so beautiful. I never forget. I, <laughs> this is completely off the topic, but <laughs> I bet my girlfriends will tell you, yep, that's many. But my daughter was performing 
at a kindergarten ceremony and she was just full of personality and just had so much stage presence. And I was looking at her and I know how she's pretty much kind of low key and shy. And I just cried like a baby. I was just like, that's my baby. So when it comes down to emotional things that's going on within the country that is, that are sensitive to us as, as mothers, and then thinking about sensitive topics where we want to protect our children from the harsh realities of the world. Sometimes we can get emotional. Sometimes those emotions may come in tears and sometimes they may come in anger. So whatever those emotions are, make sure you control your emotions when you have your child reaching out to you or you are trying to reach out to them when it comes down to handling tough topics, okay? And even when it comes down to family topics, you know, I share with you guys that kids see way more than what we think they see. And when things happen in the family, they feel it too. So when it comes to grieving, they feel it too when it's a death or unfortunately a divorce. They have questions. They're grieving just like you are. And we all know the steps that there is a process that when it comes to grieving. So make sure you're controlling your emotions because sometimes we're kind of tied in within the topic at hand and we don't want to become you know defensive and at the same time we don't want to get so wrapped up in our emotions that we don't hear our children out so definitely control your emotions and going back to my point listen attentively if they want to talk so this is the time and i won't i will not lie to you i had to catch myself in being a a mom influencer as they call them or you know, one of those, you know, growing your platform, put the cell phone down. When your children want to talk to you, put the cell phone down, put the laptop down, give them your attention. Because when they don't feel that they are being listened to attentively, they're not going to reach out. So make sure Mm -hmm. that you give them an opportunity to have your undivided attention. So put that phone down, I promise you that same picture will be there. You can edit later (laughs) for that five minute conversation. And I'm talking to you and I'm also, you know, talking to myself too, because oftentimes when we feel for those of us who are trying to really market ourselves with the, our branding and things like that. And I don't know about you. I'm telling you this myself from the grades that I may have to put in as a teacher And the whole thing with trying to produce content, it's a lot of work. Sometimes it's equal. And to get your name out there or to grow your followers, a lot of a lot of people are on like 24 seven. So that can take away from your children. Definitely, if you're balancing that in motherhood. And I say that because privately, I used to do that for other people who ran businesses. I was the one that would create their content for them while still creating my own content. Because they didn't have the time. So, yeah, that's a little side hustle. Just throwing that out. I'm just playing them. <laughs> Definitely don't have the time to do that. I got a lot going on on my plate. But I'm just telling you, don't get so caught up within trying to build a platform that you forget your your purpose as a mom. So, definitely don't do that or just trying to see what these people are doing they're living their lives okay so you take care of yours be attentive i don't care if you're talking to a a a little a little child those of us who have little ones who are um younger than five they need your attention too so let's hold each other accountable when it comes down to that with listening attentively when our children want to talk and that definitely opens up the door 
The next thing is this. Remember I said how I, in the first point of be yourself, I want to tell you this next point. Don't sugarcoat, as my grandfather would say. He said, I, I don't sugarcoat anything. Don't sugarcoat and be real. So when something is going on, you know, remember back in the day where we said, well, babies, well, the stork brought you in. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. These kids are more alert and they more woke, as they say, than what we were. OK, so we cannot do the whole, well, you came from mommy's tummy. You know, kids kind of want to know what's going on. So when it comes down to body parts, when it comes down to what's going on, do your best to be real and not sugarcoat. Don't show, don't share your biasness. You know, sometimes as parents, we kind of do that. We will push things within our angle of how we want to see things. But no, keep it just 100 on neutral territory and whatever the discussion is. All right. So if you find yourself dealing with a question with your child dealing with puberty and those of us who have teenage boys, sometimes they have <laughs> some things that happen <laughs> at, at night and they wake up in the morning and they're dealing with some stuff. So, <laughs> you know, it's a discussion to talk about without embarrassing them. But at the same time, you're being real with what's going on with their body. Or I'm not going to tell my daughter, oh, you're just having a little tummy ache. No, you're having cramps. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about and let's put some things into place so that when we are dealing with this once a month, that we can be able to handle and address what it is a menstrual cycle and not trying to, you know, sugarcoat it as being something that is not normal. Or if it's something going on with the news, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why are these people upset? Let's talk about what's going on and let's talk about in a way of how to best handle situations like that so you know that your child won't be like that 16 year old child i mentioned earlier who are just who's just lost in the mix of a crowd trying to figure out what he wants to do just for some instagram likes to say he's out there so definitely keep it real don't sugarcoat anything next is this this is again coming down with being real answer what you can and be real if you don't know the answer. There are certain things that I don't know how my mom had an answer to everything. <laughs> I think mom was kind of making up some stuff. <laughs> but it's okay to be honest just to say, look, baby, I don't have the answer to that right now. And sometimes you guys may have to research and discover it together. Or maybe it's not an answer at that time if it's something that's an ongoing thing. So if it's an ongoing thing that's may be happening right there in the community. Like right now, I can't tell my children when COVID-19 is going to disappear. I can't. When my daughter says her prayers at night and we're all praying together, one of the things my 10-year-old mentions is she wants COVID to go away because she wants her norm. So my thing is saying that it'll be over soon. I can't tell it's going to be over on June the 12th at 8 p.m. But as a mom, I want it to be over soon. So I'm like, it'll be over soon. You know, they have a treatment plan that they're trying to get it developed, you know, some vaccines, you know, you just, you give them hope, but at the same time, we're, we're real with what's going on. And if you have an answer to something too, don't be afraid to share the answer. And again, these are talk, talking about tackling tough topics with our kids and our teens. So if you don't know the answer, it's okay, mom. All right. I know we talk about that superwoman cape. You do not have to save the world. We are not the know-it-alls of the world. And then you all, again, can research and do things together and make it fun when it comes to not like some tough topics, like when it comes to 
dealing with the body, that's something y'all can share together. When it comes down to political and social issues, maybe this is an opportunity to find a book in relation to certain things so that your children can know that where we are in history. You get what I'm saying? So make it a learning experience. That's basically what I'm talking about. And I'm going to share with you guys this, and this is so important when it comes down to dealing with children. Again, talking about this as a mother and as a teacher and a mentor for goodness. My mentoring program has been going on now for 10 years and that's five schools. So we're working with children in different capacities from elementary to middle school with young girls. One of the things I noticed that the children look forward to is consistency. Adults who are consistent in their lives matter the most and parents who were consistent with their children that mattered the most. And I'm telling you as a daughter (laughs) to a mom who, like I said, how she tackled these topics and she would throw some little life nuggets at me. I definitely appreciate it because she was always consistent with allowing me to be able to come to her and talk. So be consistent in your demeanor and your behavior. All right. As best as you can as a mom. I know sometimes as moms, we go through our own things that could be overwhelming, but gather yourself together, regroup mama and be consistent with how you handle your children. And going back to my next point, be on the lookout for mood and behavior changes in appearance. I noticed with my seven year old, she was having a little, a little rough weekend and it was one incident that happened on Saturday, another incident that happened on Sunday. And I know that when children sometimes act out and let's just be real sometimes they they push our buttons and sometimes kids can say little snot remarks that can hurt our feelings too and get under our skin but I was sharing with my mom because it was you know it was an incident that I was like okay now she just broke that (laughs) what's going on and I noticed after she did it she started she wanted to come in the bedroom and sit in the bed with me And that was something that we would do and watch a little show that we enjoy together. So one of the things I'm saying with that is even though she made me mad, even I mean, live it. I know that she needed some love. So oftentimes when our children act out, that's the that's when they need the most love and affection from us. So if we're consistent in treating them with love and fairness, When it comes down to tackling these tough topics and conversations, they'll be more willing to come to us as a safety net. And then you can kind of get to that root of what's going on if you're consistent. So if you kind of shut the door on them and don't want to be bothered, and I know sometimes we may even feel like that as moms, just being 100, especially if a child broke something that you treasured or something you just spent a lot of money on. Or said a remark and you're like, okay, okay, I'm sorry, repeat that again. (laughs) But that's when they need the most love. So being consistent in our approach to them, being consistent in having an open dialogue with our children and being consistent in how we treat them with love and affection. Hey you, thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast. As we discussed 
how to tackle those tough topics and conversations with our kids and our teens. So definitely be consistent, be open, let them know that you are here and be real. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And speaking of consistency, if you enjoy this podcast and you really enjoy the topics that we share, stay consistent and be there by clicking the star if you are part of Anchor and allowing this to be your favorite podcast so you can be in the know when there are new episodes. You can also listen on various hosting sites, but definitely click this to be your star podcast. All right. So we can connect with each other. You can also follow me at the Purpose Filled Mommy with Minnie Marie blog. You can visit my website. You can follow me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and don't forget the YouTube channel kicks off this Wednesday. So definitely want to connect with you guys. I love, love, love connecting through this podcast. And if you have any topics, feel free to inbox me if you have any questions and we may can address some of those on the show. So you know what I'm going to say? I love you, but God loves you more. Be blessed.